I pledge myself to the pod. Loyal I'll always be. A P to start, a D at the end, and an O sitting in between. Welcome back to an Omnia Paradis. I'm Jay, the belated birthday girl, 72 hours late for you, but like we're in the countdown six days of birthday week for us. <laughs> and I'm Angela, also known as AVO. You should have been Angela, best friend of the, the BFOT. Birthday, <laughs> I did think about that. It's fine. Next year. We have it ready now. Exactly. So when thinking of what I wanted to do for my birthday episode, I thought of like various things to do from like oh, Jay's favorites to I'm just gonna like spring it on Angela, like rapid fire, pick from a hat kind of topics, like whatever felt fun. But then I was like looking forward to look back on like this episode. I don't know if I'll do this ever again. So I think it'd be really cool to like time capsule like, the lessons I've learned. I did it cliche like 25 at 25 and then 26 things for 26 kind of like a resolution but more like a bring forth intention I think would be a better way of phrasing that I like it Thank see you. I feel like you're doing you're doing the better take on like those chuggy articles 25 things I wish I had known before most of these are going to be similar of the same vein in terms of mental health because these aren't things like what did I learn at 25 I learned that like for once and for all I do have longer legs than Angela like that's not really <laughs> useful replicable <laughs> applicable information to everyone so these are more like internal work and I tried to keep it between 25 so October of 2020 to October of 2021 with a little bit of like overlap and things I think mental health is super important and I think every year we want to be better than the year before and whatever that takes for us and takes to encourage and uplift those around us is really important so some of these to you might sound repetitive because there are some very similar themes but each one of these points is on here because like intentionally that particular one made a difference for me and I'm not really looking for opinions on this episode here here okay should we start do you yes. have anything you'd like to say I'm just super excited for the countdown to birthday week yes which which we'll end with that's where I'm really excited today well we're at today's the one week mark seven days till birthday I know. I have so much to plan still. The first thing, again, I learned these things in therapy. My therapist said this and it really like out with me, which is things can be real and not true or but not true. And I think it kind of goes along the lines of things we talk about with like your perspective and when you're having a conversation with someone, how like for you, your feelings are valid as we always say, but it's like for you, your experience is real. What you're going through and what your body's going through is a real thing for you. Mm -hmm. However, it's not necessarily absolute truth from every angle, which I think is validating and also kind of will widen a perspective on something at the same time. Definitely. And I feel like one of the hard takeaways for people in that vein is that sometimes when you say like sometimes when they hear, oh, that's true for you, but also it can feel a little bit diminishing, but it's not meant to be diminishing. It's meant to like help you hold space for what you're currently feeling. So then you still feel like you can adjust your perspective later on without working within altered narrative. It's like both things are true. I'm a very literal black and white thinker. So I'm trying to break it and trying to kind of look at more exceptions and not make things so right and wrong. It's kind of the, the distinction between the words real and true because truth is to me more universal, absolute like truth, get vaccinated. <laughs> truth, your birthday is on December 31st. What's real is holiday birthdays suck. You can argue it's a truth and many people might. However, everyone might not. This is some very, very fun growth, Jay. I'm Thank calling you. this Fifty Shades of Jay. That's a little weird. I think it works. You're expanding your black and white thinking. You're expanding your black and white wardrobe. Thank you. I'm trying. Okay. 
Number two, this one I've been working on for a while. It's very difficult and I think it's good in any sort of relationship, parent, child, friends, significant other. I don't know what their kind of relationships between human species that would be this relevant. Oh, siblings, I guess. I don't know. Give 100% of your 50%. So it's just a reminder that in a relationship, unless you're in a throuple, like good for you, but like whatever relationship you're in, you have an equal portion with the other person in a respectful relationship, but all you have control over is your 50%. So of your 50%, give it your all, but don't take the other person's 50% or go into the other person's 50%. And the easiest way for me to kind of like give a tangible example of this is for a while when Angela and I kind of were building to one of our large fights, all of our conversations went, well, when I read this in your voice, I thought you went this and then you were going to respond like this. So I responded like this to cut out the response that I was going to get like this, which had nothing that we actually said in it. And we were both wrong, but because as you heard from our assumptions episode, we were kind of conditioned and reiterated and confirmed and validated. Oh, you two think alike. You're the same. You can do all of these. You can read each other's minds. And shorthand, we can. But when we're trying to have our own interactions, that really caused problems because when I would get a text like, well, I thought you were mad at me. So I said this to respond, but I wasn't mad. It got me mad. So I think remembering like boundaries for yourself and then remembering what part is your own in a relationship. And then also from assumptions, just ask, don't assume. That too. Number three, PSA, just do things for your health, mental, physical, spiritual, whatever that means for you, just do it. For me during the pandemic and since then I've tried to and mostly committed to working out five to six days a week. I've done dance cardio, I've done hit. I've done, I'm now kind of in a weight training, strength training phase that I really like, but just do things for your mental health. Last year, on October 12th, there are 80 days left of the year. So kind of like if you saw the 75 heart challenge, which to me is ridiculous, but this is kind of an iteration, like make your own things for the last 80 days, which is where I started a lot of the habits I'm still continuing, such as the drinking water when I gave up on not gonna lie. <laughs> it's why I started reading books. It's why I started meditating. It's why I started journaling. And coming into the new year, I altered some of those things because knowing the vaccine rollout was gonna happen and certain things, I was like, I can't commit to all of these things all the time. So showing myself grace, but like knock on wood, I've journaled 42 weeks straight of the year. And hopefully I can continue for the last 10 and just continue it once a week because I think it's really fun to do. And I think it is good when you can kind of brain dump and then you can see it back when you feel like it or not. I don't think there's much benefit to necessarily rereading your journals yet. I don't know. People can tell me if I'm wrong on that one, but that's about it for that one. I like it. Number, right, number four. Think less, do more for all of us overthinkers for whatever reasoning you do it. Anxiety, depression, fitting in, daddy issues, mommy issues, abandonment issues, imposter syndrome, whatever it is, just think less, do more. And kind of going with that is Glennon Doyle's very simple, but very good reminder of we can do hard things. So just reminding yourself you have the capability to do hard things. And hard things are obviously subjective to who you are, but you have the ability to do them. A very difficult lesson for anyone to learn. Number five, take up space. Take up more space than you necessarily need to, especially for women. Don't take up more space than you need, but be willing to take up spaces that you're in. Mm -hmm. And then number six is the reverse of that. Hold space for others. While you're taking up your space, make sure a little corner of that is for you to also hold space for what the people in your life and people you respect and you care about are also going through. Because if you also take up all the space and you like Violet Beauregard it turn into the blueberry, then there's no space and everyone else around you is suffocating. And then 
then you're doing exactly what you felt was being done to you to others. And that's not really breaking the cycle. That's just upholding it. Mm -hmm. Number seven, communicate. Again, with the assumptions, just communicate from the smallest thing of, hey, are you mad at me? Hey, I heard that kind of weird. Some people don't need that level of communication because they don't take things as sensitively and they don't need that. Good for you if you're one of those people. I'm not. So like I would prefer if Angela said something or something's off with her vibe or something for me to be like, hey, like is something okay? Is something not okay? Because thing is, a lot of times things outside of what my relationship with Angela, like what's happening with us, like something happened at work, something happened with someone she's dating, something happened with that other friend. And for Angela, that all reads on her. So when I say something and then I get a reaction that's not of the nature it would normally come from, I'm like, what did I do? But sometimes it's not about me. Mostly it's not about me, honestly. <laughs> Correct. I just have no poker face. Yes, but it's better to just communicate than interpret it. Or same with me. Like when Angela sees my face and I'm like being a little sassier than she, she's like, hey, are we okay? It's like, it has nothing to do with you, but I'm kind of sassy right now. So the other person doesn't internalize it. It just makes it a little bit clearer because then you're all on the same page. Exactly. No, I think that there was a really great TikTok. I don't, you, you honestly probably sent it to me, but it was about this mother who was describing an interaction between a father and daughter. And I think the daughter was maybe like four or five years old. And she like asked her dad a question and he yelled at her and then like walked away. And then instead of like freaking out, she just turned to her mom and she was like, I don't know what emotion that is. I don't understand what happened. And so then her mom was like, okay, like, you know, let's go ask him and see. And I think that we forget that we're still encountering new emotions and new experiences throughout our lives. So even as an adult, it's okay to say, I don't understand what just happened. That, and then also the reverse of that, what happens in childhood doesn't stay in childhood is another one of my therapist's favorite phrase. Like I've only recently, meaning in the last like year and a half, been hearing about all of these like inner child work. And I don't know if it's always been called that. It makes sense. It's basically like relearning as an adult to reparent yourself from whatever it was that in your childhood you needed that was not received. Whether it's because you're a child of divorce, you're a child of multiple siblings and you're not the favorite. Whatever your family dynamic was that certain needs of yours weren't met and then the stories you told yourself about those, mm -hmm. we need to heal those as adults. Henceforth this list and why I'm doing this episode. <laughs> um, Number eight is a big one for me. I have a tendency to to suppress my emotions because emotions are big and they're scary. They shouldn't be big and scary. Emotions just are. It's how we interpret and respond to them that kind of makes them big and scary. But for me, like my anxiety is something that my therapist told me that I've been trying to kind of continue with this. Like when you have anxiety, it means your heart is in it. You don't get anxious about things that don't matter to you. So you can get nervous about things. And I'm not saying if you get nerves, they don't matter. But when you have like anxiety, like you're anxious about going on a flight or about getting married, or about having kids or about like buying a house, getting a job, whatever it may be. You're not anxious about things that don't matter to you. So for me trying to reconnect to my emotions and to my body and to my heart, when I do get anxious and feel very out of control, it's a sign that like, no, you're doing something and this matters to you. So make space for this thing. Honestly, I yes, I completely agree with that point. But also just in terms of your reconnecting with your emotions, it, this is going to sound bad for a minute, but 
I've never really seen you express happiness unless we're in a public setting. And I feel like that's something that's been happening a lot more when it's just the two of us. You're a lot more connected to showing when you're excited, when you're happy, like when you're content. We are getting there. I know, but it's just, it's so exciting. No, I mean like we're getting there on the list. Oh, sorry. My bad. (laughs) This is why you don't go to the movies with Angela. Frankly, you shouldn't go with me either because the thing is like Angela will read the synopsis before the movie. I'll tell you the bad guy's going to jump out like 30 seconds before he does and it'll get rid of the scare for you. Which is why we go to the movies together. Remember, Eternals comes out soon. Yes, Rob Stark and Jon Snow for the win. We'll we'll get you there. Don't worry. Richard Madden, Prince Charming. Yes. That's not the football player, right? Correct. Steve Madden. No, that's the shoe person. Fuck. Um, I, I know what you're talking about, but I don't, I don't know which Madden that is for football. Peyton? No, that's, that's Peyton Manning. Manning. Okay, we're going to stop with the sports portion <laughs> of this episode. Number nine, show people you care, particularly intentionality in the way that they receive it. So this isn't me trying to air all of Angela and I's past. And obviously, if we were still going through this, we wouldn't really be publicly speaking about it. But I think it's helpful, at least for both of us when we try to understand to have examples, analogies, whatever. So like a big thing for me, I remember when learning this lesson, that was a very confusing lesson for me to learn is like, whenever I go out for Starbucks boba, whatever, I would always bring Angela back something if I knew I was going to see her every time. And she didn't do that. And it's not like, wow, you're so mean, you're so rude. Like you didn't do it. It was more of a thing of like, I'm showing Angela, like I appreciate her and I'm thinking about her and I know she's studying. I know this, this, like I made all of these reasons up why I was doing it. And then when it wasn't done for me, what flip side was, she doesn't feel all of those things because if she did, she would do it too, which isn't the case. Because when I told, brought this up to Angela, she's like, I don't really care. Like it's nice, but it's not like what for me is a gauge or a measure of how I see our friendship growing or something that our friendship needs to sustain. Yeah. And I think that's something that's not just on you either, because similarly, like it went the same way for me. I was not necessarily to the extent that I was, if I don't receive this, Jay doesn't care, but it's like, how do you not understand that I care because I'm doing everything that I would want to see from someone to know that they care. And those just don't line up for us. And that was a really big journey. And I think the thing is to realize it's both. Like sometimes I will still get Angela a coffee because for me, but the difference is now she knows that's one of the ways I show I care. But then also I got her the best gift that will only be ruled out by her engagement ring. And like, even though that is another gift, there was so much thought put into the gift. I know that mattered a lot more to her. So it's like, do both. Do ways that you naturally like to show your people you care and hopefully they can receive that. That's you showing people you care and try to do it in the ways that they're also going to receive it that like hits the bullseye every time. Mm -hmm. I know you hit so many boxes with that gift. You did really well. I'm like, personally, I'm freaked out for this year because I don't know what I'm, how I'm gonna hit as many boxes for you. I mean, I told you that's the last gift until like I can afford like something from like Cartier. I have no clue. Like that was the perfect thing I could do so i'm like i don't know i don't even know what you're getting this year honestly oh, i have a few that's- months you, you have time. I have six days. Yeah. I know. I have a lot of little things for you, but I don't have I don't have the thing. Do you have the 26 little things, like the advent calendar? Oh, no. I thought about making you one, but I didn't know how I would get it on the plane. Fair enough. Number 10, something we talk about often, airplane masks. Put the mask on yourself before you can put the mask on others. And I never really understood that, particularly when it came to like toddlers. They can't do it themselves. Why would you do your, your own first? And then what I was realizing, and then what got pointed out to me, obviously, is like, 
if you're trying to ration air while putting the mask on your toddler and you can't successfully do it and then you pass out and you don't even do theirs, then you both could die. Rather mm -hmm. than if you could do yours quickly because you are an adult who can do that quickly, you have a much higher chance of also saving the child. Like I understood in terms of adults, like, hey, if you're an adult, Hunger Games, every man for themselves, every human for themselves. But with kids, it was a little harder. And then I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with your friends. Obviously, you build such close relationships there. But at the same time, it's like you can't help anyone if you can't help yourself. I think that's a lifelong journey because it's like, like when I know there's a moment where like, Andrew really needs me, I try to give as much as I can. However, mm -hmm. unfortunately, at this current moment, we both need a lot. Like not in like Yeah, a, we have complicated lives. Currently, we do have relatively complicated lives internally and externally. So what's so hard about that is like I going back to communicate. I try to be as direct with Angela when I do when I don't have space to be her person to vent to or complain about work or to call. I try to make that very clear to her like, hey, if you really need me and we both know like we have our red emergency buttons like which is like I need you to drop everything. Mm -hmm. But we know because the other person trusts, we want to respect to not hit that button unless like shit's going down. Exactly. It literally is like the nuclear football. Grace? Um, no, like, um, like ne never mind. We'll talk about this one later. Um, number 11, journal in some capacity. I think journaling is good for you. I think writing down is a good way. I think there's this site. Oh no, it's actually public. Never mind. It's called unread text where people like will text in the messages they wanted to say to their love, but like they knew it wasn't good to send to them. Not really what I meant. Oh. But, like, just, yeah. But just like write down your thing. Like write down what you want to say before you say it. Write down how you're feeling. Write down what you're doing. Because one, no one ever has to read it. Mm -hmm. Two, it just sometimes can help you work out some of the kinks. Like why am I writing this? I don't know why I'm writing this. Like like monkey monkey undersuit underwear something. Monkey monkey underpants. There we go. Uh -huh. Yeah. The one thing I would just add on to that is physically write it. Get a pen. Oh, get yeah. a piece of paper. Don't put that in your phone notes. Don't write the email that you're not going to send because it's too easy to still send those. I mean, I think yes. I mean, definitely don't put in a sender. I think though, like sometimes for me when I'm like really amped up, I do it in my phone because I can do it faster. Mm -hmm. But when I, I'm in a headspace to intentionally journal and also I think like ideally, I think when you do it physically, it's going to be the best. However, if you're someone who hates journaling, who doesn't journal, who doesn't like to write down your thoughts, whatever way you can do it. If you have to do the angry email, if you have to do the text, if you have to do whatever, be extra careful. But I think whatever's going to make you and encourage you to connect internally, do it that way. Draw an angry picture. Whatever you... <laughs> I'm, I I'm in the vein of whatever you need to do for you in terms of getting getting thought to sight electronically. Fair. I'm still in boomerland over here. Number 12, care, period. About others, about yourself, about the planet, about the animals, the dolphins, the sea turtles, babies, genocide, the elderly, the next generation, the previous generations. Just care more. <laughs> all the things all the time. Number 13, since these are things that happened from the year of 2020 to 2021 that I think have helped my life immensely and I think many others, Ray on Page is on the list. <laughs> I'm assuming most of you will know who he is if you don't know him by name. He is the person who played the Duke in the Bridgerton series, Attractive. Okay, so what, what lesson has the Duke taught you this year? <laughs> I'm very curious. Men exist in the world like that. That's what it taught me. True, he does look very good. Yeah, I mean, that that's about it. I don't know. All right. And he does a decent American accent because I think on um, For the People, he had an American accent, if I recall. Right. I always forget he was on For the People. I liked that show. It was just on a bad time. It was on Monday night. Mm 
Mm-hmm. They did not set it up for success. I know. Shonda. But maybe they already had Bridgerton planned. Shonda's kind of like the MCU where like she has to have all of her tentacles working at the same time. Very true. Um, 14, like a reminder, um, depression is kind of when you are stuck in the past and anxiety is fearing for the future. Like I never understood the distinction until my therapist broke it down for me like that and then kind of reflecting on which moments I felt which. I was like, oh, like that makes sense. Because like you're depressed because you're longing for something that's already gone and when you're anxious, you're fearful of something of what could happen. Comments, questions, concerns? That's just a heavy one. Oh, really? <laughs> Oops. I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> my mind can't touch that one, but I agree with you. Okay. Um, number 15, I'm sure you'll also agree. Go to the doctor. Go to the dentist. Go to a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, a therapist. Particularly doctor and dentist. If you have health insurance, to me it is like disrespectful to not go to the doctor and not go to the dentist. I know plenty of peers, probably most of you listening to this, who do not go to the doctor or the dentist. Just go because you have the insurance for it. And the whole point of going to these places is to invest in your health later on. Because I know none of you floss. Maybe like half of you floss-ish. But like go to the dentist, go to the doctor, particularly, specifically to those of you who have health insurance, because it is a gift. I am turning 26, which is in this United States, the year I get kicked off my mom's health insurance. And I'm very much worried for what's going to happen after. So please take advantage of these It's okay. We're going to get married. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Please take advantage of these resources, people. Please go to the doctor, go to the dentist. Preventative care is much more worth your time than treating whatever you could have. Mm-hmm. Adult cavities, I hear they suck. I've never had one, but you don't want one. I've never heard of them. Well, I mean, you know, it's just like an adult cavity versus like a cavity in your baby tooth because you're going to lose your baby tooth. So it's not necessarily the end of the world, but you don't get any more teeth after these. You get dentures. Or veneers. Or that. Both of which are like thousands of dollars. Keep your teeth. Go to the dentist. Here, here. Number 16. There is a new song in the Dear Evan Hansen movie that broke me like no song really has ever in my entire life. That I think for people who have anxiety, any sort of kind of block from, I don't want to say from society because I'm not like, I'm not like not part of society. I'm really underplaying it. But there's a new song in the Dear Evan Hansen co-written by Amanda Steinberg called The Anonymous Ones, which for lack of a better phrase, like hit in a different way for me that I think, although it like broke me simultaneously, like helped me heal. It is. The second verse felt personally attacking me. It's eye-opening as well. Personal attack. Do you remember it? Let me see. Yeah, I do. I mean, honestly, for me, like the entire movie felt like a personal attack. Just like the way that my anxiety has ramped up in like the past two years. I was like, I feel like Evan. Yes, we know there are problems with the movie and certain things but that is not what we are mentioning in this episode and again birthday episode talk about it and another one dm angela um i found the lyrics basically i will just read the words i'm not going to sing that wouldn't be pleasant for anyone but yeah i'm the only one who sings on the podcast would you like to sing this i'm good Um, thank you so the verse that really got me was bought the girl who stays in motion spins so fast so she won't fall world spinning so fast too fast she's built a wall of her achievements to keep out the question without it is she worth anything at all i like felt that so deeply in my gut i was like oh my god what is this like i felt like they like picked out my brain and articulated something i could have never articulated myself or i wasn't able to articulate myself and the whole ironic thing is the name of the song is called the anonymous ones so it's about feeling like no one's having your experience but the lyrics hit so close to home i'm sure for so many people that it's kind of a good reminder that like if i felt this and clearly i've never met past paul amanda steinberg ben platt anyone who 
working on this movie, there's a reason it resonated and will resonate with people. I recommend mm. the song if you're mentally in a place for it. It's a very nice song, but like I wouldn't like listen to it for fun. I have to cut Dear Evan Hansen out of my like soundtrack cue when I'm not feeling the best because like it's not the best musical to like uplift you. Okay, just like quick comment there. So I know in the past you've talked about how you listen to Dear Evan Hansen when you're sad and I, I didn't know anything about the about the musical <laughs> and I only knew what I saw from the trailer and I actually thought the plot was going in a completely different direction and then after we saw it I was like you listen to this when you're sad yeah sometimes I mean I don't listen to the whole thing but like for me like waving through a window is one of those songs that like I really like I like I like the song and it's like mm -hmm. one of those things where it's like when I feel like I'm like watching the world move around me it can kind of help I don't listen to the whole soundtrack because the whole soundtrack does get pretty sad mm -hmm. but like that particular song but yes I have listened to it when I'm sad I try to cut it out but sometimes I like to sing to it and I think for me singing you have to like expand your airway to breathe I don't sing well but again it helps with regulate your breathing and stuff so I do it I mean that that completely makes sense I do it too I, I sing when I'm anxious mm -hmm. number 17 ask for what you need we've kind of already gone over that one politely but ask for what you need number 18 is a newer one so I'm still working on this but like don't tell yourself no oh okay the world's gonna tell you no if I ask Angela do you want to go maybe she'll say no but like don't make the decision that someone else is gonna tell you no before you actually ask them kind of the assumption thing of like don't be the one to say like oh they wouldn't want to do this or he doesn't want to do that or she won't go do this or she wouldn't like that is this in line with your trying to pick up new hobbies no it's more of the thing of like oh I want to go apple picking oh I don't think anyone would want to go with me so I won't do it mm. I didn't ask anyone how do I know no one would want to go do it with me if I don't ask anyone exactly I like that one 19 is kind of a synopsis of like a lot of things except the fact that you're human humans have emotion feelings are valid and you can't control them trust me I've been trying for 25 years it's really unfortunately something that just kind of has to happen and does happen with or without your consent okay so try but, to embrace it but technically we are still in the age range where we could get tapped to go to break bills so if we're magicians are we only human you told me I couldn't watch that show so your analogy is void. Fine. It got very graphic for the first two seasons. The last three are okay for you to watch, but then you're missing the whole initial plot line. Great. Okay. Number 20. All people are good and bad. It's just about the ratio you're content with. The two wolves analogy. Story. Story. I've never heard. I don't think I've heard <gasps> Oh, really? Story. No. Oh, so I think it's, um, they have it on a lot of cultures, but I think the most common one is the, I can't remember which one it is, but it's like Native American story and there are these two brothers and they have like these two each of them are gifted like two pet wolves and they represent like the two halves of their personality good and bad and it's like the one that you feed will grow stronger so it's like you have to you have to keep them in balance it's like you don't really want one getting bigger than the other because it's like one doesn't exist without the other got it but yeah I think it's hard when especially like when looking back on a relationship or a friendship and it's like you want to be like oh screw them I'm doing better without them and I think frankly for it's poor feminist culture when you're like oh god I forgot the big collar daddy phrase like not it's not leave him on red but it's something similar like I don't know but like the whole point of like you deserve better you are better than him you blah 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 I get it like you you're better without him and all these things but the thing is like for anyone like 
friendship breakups or anything, like everyone has something that initially got them to be in your life. And if you're, there's definitely hopefully more reasons for them to be out of your life, but you need to hold both parts to kind of heal and like get yourself closure. I mean, at least that's how I have to do it because I think it's the thing of when I'm like, oh, like I miss going to the mall with her or I, we used to have so much fun together. Like why am I so sad? But it's like, well, remember why you're sad and remember why things spiraled and fizzled. But there were also good times and I'm not saying to like be like, oh, well they're good or bad, but just to remember feelings that you had and what you felt and how you want to replicate those feelings again, but with other people. Mm-hmm. Which is, I don't know. I think I put it in like the top five hardest things. So mm-hmm. it's a very good, it's a very good lesson to come into early. I agree. 21, share, share more. Just, just, just do it. <laughs> Not like share your fries. I never share fries. I will never share fries <laughs> till the day I die. But like share what's going on with you. Share your thoughts, feelings, and things. And I think it's important to build connections with others. And I think it's important to build trust. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is remembering that when you're sharing with people, sometimes there are things that you would like them to hold close and not then share with others. So consider that when people share with you as well, because that's how we build trust yes like it's not just your being able to open up to someone it's about someone being able to hold on to what you're saying yes the one thing I will be there is like you need to be the one to say when it is one of those times yes because one person might feel like oh a divorce is no big deal and for one person their parents getting divorced could be like the end of their world mm-hmm. so it's ideally up to the person sharing to know what that gauge is and to respond accordingly because for some people if I tell Angela like hey like this happened to me I don't want to have to go tell all of my friends I might want Angela to be the vessel to like town cry it for me Mm -hmm. and then you tell me when that happens correct but if I don't tell like it's up to you and your friends how which which one you want the default to be but I also think having a default is the problem I think you should always articulate this is a moment for us to share this is a moment for just you and me or whatever Mm -hmm. 22 make the unknown known not the uncertain certain so the big difference with those two for me is like going back to the example of like Angela has a vi- an off vibe for me. Making the certain certain is Angela's mad at me because I forgot to call her. That is making a situation certain that I have no clue if I haven't spoken to her. Making the unknown known is Angela's feeling some way. Let me inquire if I'm even right that that's how she's feeling before deciding why she's feeling that way. It's all about bringing to light things but not deciding that there is one right answer. There's only a direct correlation or there's only one thing to make it right. Yeah. Again, just going back to communication. Well, it's not only communication with, sorry to cut you off. It's not only others, it's also within yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you have to, it's like communicating with yourself, but also being honest with yourself. I'm feeling this way, but I'm acting this way. What ultimately am I trying to get out of this? Versus th- I know what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. 23, dogs really do have some sort of weird connection to humans. This summer I have to dog sit for my family a decent amount and they have a huge golden doodle who like I don't know or I think it's a golden doodle oh he's so cute I don't know what it is but there's something about like cuddling with the dog and having a dog around and the vibe the dog gets from you like my cousin told me like I told him he'd always sleep near the door not even in his bed he's like well it's because he's protecting you like he has these instincts that it's like a weird kind of like I don't want to say like it brings out my primal instinct because like that's not what I mean (laughs) 
There are certain like primal things about humans because we are animals that dogs just pick up on whether we're trying to get it across or not. And it's very interesting to interact with that. And I've never had a dog ever. So like dog sitting and kind of seeing this for the first time was a very interesting experience for me. Because mm-hmm. this dog is very needy. Very needy and very emotional. So and it's a very interesting. It was just a very interesting experience. Like when you look into a dog's eyes, it's like a very like odd thing that I never really got before. And now I kind of get it. I love that. I can't wait to see you with a dog like a dog of your own because it was really fun watching you interact with this one and then like even talking about like him being protective he was super protective of you yeah whenever anyone got too close to you he was instantly on edge oh yeah definitely you know hopefully your future dog will know me and you know i'll I'll get to pass but (laughs) we'll see we're almost to the end of the first list and we'll try to speed through the second one a little bit more because I have no statements about the second one. It's more about what I want to do for 26. Oh, okay. 24, be a person you'd want to be friends with. And in terms of that, a thing of like, I want a boyfriend. I want more friends. Well, what do you do to foster being someone others would want to be friends with or who would want to date? Like, what are you doing to foster yourself to be in those environments or to want to be in those environments? Like, be your own friend. Mm-hmm. Please refer back to the previous episode in which I talked about the 80-20 of relationships. It'll, it'll help you get there. Saying no 20% of the time will help me befriend myself? Well, no. Saying yes 80% of the time. Because like there's – it's sometimes it's okay to tell yourself no. Your head might really be telling you like, oh, I really want to go to like Flume concert next week. I have no idea why I picked Flume right now. But <laughs> – Like your body might be telling you, hey, we are exhausted. So it's okay. Tell your head, we're going to stay home this week. And I know you're disappointed and we can hold that disappointment, but we'll go out next time. Don't worry. Okay. So you're saying the 80-20 rule in terms of activities for yourself. In the other episode, it was in the context of a two people relationship. But in this situation, you're saying for yourself as well. I think it works for both. Well, I know. But in this situation, when I say be a person who you'd want to be friends with, I'm talking about solo, like there's no other people. Like make yourself someone with good source energy other people would like to associate with. Go to the zoo, go to the beach, go do things on your own. Mm-hmm. fulfill yourself like don't wait for other people because then it's like you also have cool stories like oh I did this like you you're an interesting person when you'll just go do things and we like interesting people but we also respect people who have boundaries yes I'm really confused where your angle is on this one because for me it's all about like solo like Haley Steinfeld like love myself <laughs> love yourself kind of I'm joking kind of like path of like it's all about you so like what boundaries and 80 20 are you doing for yourself to be a better person by doing things by yourself. It's okay. We'll talk about this in the episode where I turned 30 and how I learned that you can say you have to say yes, but you also have to know when to say no. Finally, for the first list for 25 is aim for contentment. Being happy all the time is not realistic and not healthy and not tangible because like physics, the one thing I know, I've never actually taken a physics class. What goes up must come down. So at some point, if you're happy, you're not necessarily, oh, I'm going to be depressed in bed all week. You're you're not going to, oh, be happy which means at some point happiness and the dopamine is going to wear off Mm-hmm. So if you aim for contentment and have gratitude within that, you're going to live a much better life because you're not reaching and going for so many emotions at the same time that like may not be sustainable. Here, here. Comments, questions, concern before we move, move on to my 26 intentions for 26. You're so introspective. Who are you right now? I mean, you're always int- this introspective, but I've never heard you hit so many different topics within 30 minutes. 49, but thank you. Well, um, once you edit it, it's going to be 30 minutes. 
Fair. 26 for 26. The first one is the power of yet. It's for me a way of trying to translate jealousy. And I think a way a lot of us could like work on translating jealousy. Angela would like to buy a house one day. Yes. Yes. One of her BFFFFFs from college she found out just got a house in a city a few over from her. Ugh. Yes. So rather than being, and got engaged, um, rather than being jealous and green eyed monster and kind of, not that Angela is all the time, but like being a little bit petty and like salty as we now say about it. <laughs> I don't have those things yet. I'm not in a relationship yet. I don't have that yet. Rather than just like, I don't have that and I want that. Because it, one, like, it doesn't feel as finite. Again, making the unknown, no, not not the uncertain, certain. Because if Angela's like, I'm not married, which is a certain statement, but like, can you ever get married? Yes. Angela has the capability to one day get married. So it's better to make, I'm not married yet. I love how this one got flipped on me. <laughs> Analogies. We all have them. That one just worked. Yes. Okay. Wait, and just one clear, one cl- quick clarification. You said the power of yet, like Y-E-T? Yes. Okay. So not yet. Not yet. Okay. All right. I like that one. Okay. Number two. Be approachable. <laughs> I got a blue phone to help with this one. Oh my God. You, okay. It's not that you're not, um, I support your approachable journey. God. Wherever that takes you. Um, For 26, I continue to put this on the list because I'm not fully done with that 25. Ask for what you need. Mm-hmm. Number four is like a big one for me is break breaking cycles. So what I mean by that is any relationship that's been going for a while has dynamics and has certain go-tos and you both have your triggers and you both have certain things. And what I'm really focusing on this year is like looking at my parts of these and reflecting on that and like learning how to break certain cycles with both. Not because like they're bad people or we're bad people or our relationship's not working, but some things just like aren't healthy and aren't necessary anymore. They're in past versions of both of us and we need to learn to break those for the healthier sustainability of our friendship or relationship long term. Exactly. Because just because someone is treating you like a past version of yourself doesn't mean you have to act like a past version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Number five, question, thoughts, and beliefs. At this point, if you're listening to this, you're probably old enough to have like have certain thoughts and beliefs. Apparently we only have, I think my therapist said like 700 total thoughts that we just recycle. Like, oh wow, that's interesting. Oh. Um, Yeah, so clearly some of those are good, some of those are bad, some of those are necessary for the time, but they're not always necessarily the ones you need now. So question why you come to certain thoughts, beliefs, and see if they're still, as Marie Kondo would say, see if they, not thank you for your service, but see if they still bring you joy and contentment and they're what you need, or if you should try to change your thoughts and beliefs. Which we should be doing throughout our entire lives. Correct. Number six, travel. I swear someone's getting me to Greece in the next like year. We will get there. Even if it has to be my social. Um, number seven, cherish happiness because like we were saying, happiness is not a state you can constantly be in. And when you are in it, you should cherish it and be present for what is happening around you. And remember it, document it, hold on to it in ways for when you're not so happy and you need a reminder of what can be again. Well, then I'm sorry for number eight, Angela, because number eight has put the phone down. <laughs> You don't need the phone. I think people forget that we actually have these things called cameras. Put the electronics down. Oh, oh, okay. Put the electronics down. Because the whole point of happy, I think like, not like the whole point of happiness is that it's fleeting. I'm like not that far woohoo-y yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's a thing of like, what is it? Just thinking about it. Like this is a little existential, so we're not going to like stew on this too hard right now before morning coffee. But like think about like when like we get older and like our parents and grandparents and people are like, oh, this used to happen. Or like it's always every story you hear about what they went through is the rosy version because they don't actually have the tangible proof. I have tangible pictures of you throwing up in a bucket. Oh, geez. (laughs) 
Like, just think about the difference of like, we don't only have stories, we have visuals for generations after us to look back on rather than just our memories. Yes, but yes, yes, I agree with you. But also post-concussion where it's very hard for me to remember what I was doing five minutes ago. Fair. I'm, I'm all about documenting a little more. That's fair. I think it's more of a thing of like a rule I have at concerts, which like people, <laughs> I don't know how I came to this. I would always record when I'd go to a concert, the bridge and the last chorus of every song. Or I would always pick like one portion of a song to record unless it was like a song I loved. Mm -hmm. Like 70% of the song, my phone would be down. I, th I think that's a good one. Thank you. Number nine. Oh, no, continue. Number nine. Curate less. I am very, I have control issues. I'm working on them. I do a lot to present myself in a certain way, literally in person and over the podcast, over the internet, the way I edit. I try to make myself not be a perfect version of myself, but be what I would consider the best version of myself. And not that me curating less is like, I'm going to like not do those things, but it's going to be a thing of like not putting my value in my curations. I like that one. Thank you. 10, listen better. And then also like trust my knowing. Angela, you really do need to read Untamed. I've been asking you to do this for a year since I got the book. There are just so many books and so little time. I promise it's on my nightstand and I'm gonna get to it by the end of this year. Okay. But basically Glennon Doyle talks about her knowing is basically what she would call like the God inside of her. It's basically another way of like your gut, your intuition, your source energy, whatever you want to call it it's the thing to tell you yes no you're on the right path trust your gut more basically See, i do have to say though the knowing just like on its own sounds like some kind of scary movie yes it's not i promise number 11 surrender i know that's a big thing for people in 12-step programs and for everything my therapist told it to me it's kind of just a thing of like i don't know the actual definition of what it means to surrender i just know that's what i need to do <laughs> give up control like like the mirror like the webster miriam webster dictionary version of yes okay hold on cease resistance to an enemy or opponent and submit to their authority love that for me so basically for me it's <laughs> oh just however surrender. there is a right under that there is what does surrender mean spiritually which i think is more what you're looking for here here <laughs> okay so to surrender in spirituality means a believer completely gives up his own will and subjects his thoughts ideas and deeds to the will and teachings of a higher power kind of yeah it's more that one, just kind of accepting the fact I have no control and also have control. <laughs> Duality people. It's wonderful. <laughs> Number 12, take a break. Here, That's it. here. 13, active listening. Oh, 10 was work on listening and trusting my knowing. 13 is listen to other people. We should all do better at that and can do better at that. Yes, most definitely. 14, do more things. Angela and I went to an amazing comedy show. Thanks to her, she found tickets and I have not laughed that hard probably in a few years. My ribs still kind of hurts from it, honestly. I think oh my God. it hurt from my ab workout before, but Angela got us tickets to see Taylor Tomlinson and she was hilarious. And so were her openers, Dustin something and Irene too. Oh my God, all of them were amazing. Like future goals for the podcast, interview them. I they're gonna say do a stand-up show. I'm like, um. <laughs> Katie Thurston though was opening for someone for stand-up, The Bachelorette. Oh, I, I totally support that. Number 15, patience. I don't have very much of it. I'm trying to grow a little each year. And kind of with that is remember everyone is trying. Come from a place of everyone is trying to do their best. Everyone is trying something. Things are 
going on. No one is purposely trying to test your patience unless they're between the ages of like three and six. Number 16 is building more interdependent relationships, which are win-win relationships, which are the healthiest and most sustainable and best ones to have versus independent, which can be a quite a bit competitive, which is where someone needs to win and someone needs to lose. And then codependent is literally like stepping on the other person to get your needs met or vice versa. Interdependent is what we want. Symbiosis. That too. Mm-hmm. 17. Learn to self-regulate because once you self-regulate, you can co-regulate, which has helped to regulate another person's emotions as well. So like- And their temperature. That too. <laughs> 18. Cook more. I just think I should try to cook more. I totally support that. I think you would be amazing at it. And then we can share recipes. It's just so much work. I can cook. I just don't like to cook. So that's why I might cook more. Um, 19. I am unique, but not terminally so. I don't know how much how familiar you are with like the term like terminally unique. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a therapy term or whatnot. Yes, no, familiarity. Yes. We are all unique individuals who go through different things, experience different things, have different perceptions. However, terminally so in the sense of like, you're not so different from anyone else on this planet that like you're the only one to have ever gone through and whoever will go through something necessarily. Mm-hmm. 20, do more things in person such as concerts, musicals, live productions, and again, get vaccinated so I can do these things. Thank you. <laughs> 21, boundaries, make more and respect others. Mm-hmm. 22, reactions, have less of them. You can't see it, but I'm, I'm trying really hard not to laugh. Got it. Because I, I don't know, too. guys. If you you know us, then you've seen Jay try to hold in reactions. So it's really funny to think about. 23, be stronger and healthier, whatever that means for me. However, I'm going to interpret that for the next year. Do that. 24, embrace the uncertainty. We kind of covered that in the last one, but continuing to do that. Mm-hmm. 25 says to sing and dance more. I don't know what kind of music I was listening to to like have me say that, but like, sure. I think movement, I think is more the goal of not like, not like movement, like you're working out, but just like free movement of non-times of like a workout, a structured workout. I think also just like being free to move your body. Yeah. And then 26 is love more, whether that means I find more people to love or I show the people I already love more, whatever that means, that's the end of the list. Oh, that one was a little bit chuggy, but we still like it. It wasn't live, laugh, love. Yeah, true. That's just the first thing that popped into my mind. Because you're chuggy and you are projecting. <laughs> fair, very fair. And I should not be projecting on you on your birthday podcast. You're here. Whew. That was something. It was. I like all of these. I think this is going to be really helpful to everyone because I know even if you know all of these things, you need reminders because sometimes it's hard to hold all of this in you. (sighs) When things get busy with family, friends, work, your pets, your internal self, it's hard to remember to hold everything that you need to keep balance. Very much so. We have six days till our departure for Southern California for Disneyland. And one more week of me to reflect on being same distance from 20 and 30. Ooh. And then you tip over to my my side in the late 20s. Um, it's still mid-20s. I think late starts at 27 or 28, 27. I don't know. If you're going off a grading scale, isn't like a 94 to a 97 an A? And then like a 98? I don't know. I don't know either. We can Google it later. Anything else you'd like to update the pod on? I mean, yes, but it's not relevant yet. Okay. But you will know in approximately three to four hours. Are you pregnant? No, I'm, I'm working on some content that's going to go up in November that I'm very excited about. Well, I know in three to four hours. Because I'm going to share it with you in three to four hours. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little concerned, but hey, embrace the uncertainty. Number 23. (laughs) 
<laughs> 24, I don't remember. Exactly. Okay. It's great. I'm super excited for your birthday. I know last year was really great, but you had a quarantine birthday. We all had a quarantine birthday. So, well, yes, we all had quarantine birthdays, but I know we, we had to do it like socially distanced, like six feet apart in your backyard. This year, we get to sit next to each other on rides at Disneyland. Yes. I know. I think I'm also going to need a new pillow pet when we go. Got it. Remember to make room for your suitcase. I will. Yeah, I'm going to take the bigger carry-on and then I'm just going to pack. Like I only need clothes for one day, so there's plenty of room. Do you have any final thoughts to close us out today? (sighs) No, I'm tired. Those are all my thoughts. All my thoughts ever. You had some really good ones. Thank you. And on that note, thank you for listening to today's very special birthday episode of In Omnia Paratus. Grab your coffee bowls and don't forget to rate, download, and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, where you lead will follow. So head on over to at InOmniaPod on Instagram and let us know what you'd like to hear about in the comments. Bye. Bye.